Tonight, the plight of cancer patients having to travel away from their homes and families for treatment. The Cancer Society in Christchurch is using motels to house Otago Southland cancer patients and their whānau because their other accommodation is full to overflowing. Around a dozen patients have had to travel to Christchurch due to a lack of medical specialists in their area. Nine families are in motels. All 36 rooms at Christchurch's Daffodil House and Daffodil Lodge are full with patients from various districts. On Friday, Te Whatu Ora apologised to cancer patients who may face disruption due to shortages of senior doctors at Dunedin Hospital. The oncology unit there should have eight specialists, but it is down to just three, and one of those is leaving in November. And Health New Zealand says that could mean even more patients having to travel for treatment, although it can't say how many. Craig Watson is the Cancer Society's Service Delivery Manager for Canterbury West Coast Otago in Southland and he joins us now. Kia ora Craig. Kia ora Lisa. How much pressure is there on you and services in Christchurch? Uh, Lisa, there's always pressure on the system and there's definitely a lot of pressure on the Cancer Society at the moment but for us it's the um, patients that we're most worried about. Yeah and so tell me about them and where they're having to stay and why. So um, we have patients staying from all across the South Island. In fact, there's one from the North Island at the moment, but from all across the South Island. So every day people have to travel to uh, access especially radiation therapy, but chemotherapy as well. But at the moment, a lot of our accommodation is filling up with those from the Otago Southland region, as you've already mentioned in your overview, uh, the shortages down there impact on their ability to deliver services. So, do you ins- do you anticipate that the problem is only going to get worse given what's happening with specialist staff there? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, um, and it's no um, discredit to the amazing people that are working the health system, but as you mentioned uh, on Friday as well, we we're in a system that is very short of staff, and it's a very very long process to train, to retain, and even to recruit. So, best case scenario, they say six to 12 months to recruit an oncologist. Um, so even if we magically found some overseas, it's going to take a long time to backfill the system and put the supports in place. And that doesn't even count the registrar system uh, finishing up um, next month. So Craig, what are the realities for these patients, for them? It's obviously a really stressful time. They're unwell. They're having to travel for treatment. What are the realities? How long are they away from home? Who pays for all of this? So you're right. It is um, it is a, a hard reality to face. So when you're diagnosed with cancer, the first thing you need to do is leave your family behind as you go seek the treatment you need to either survive or have a better quality of life. And that's really critical. This happens every day anyway because our systems are regionalised, um, but the impact at the moment is larger. What we're really worried about at the moment, Lisa, is um, the NTA system, which is the National Travel Assistance System. That system's only had one increase in any kind of funding in the last 15 years, and that was a slight increase to mileage, which has gone up to a whole 28 cents per kilometre. So accommodation sits at $100 per night maximum if you qualify for the NTA system. Um, And as I'm sure everyone's well aware, in the last 15 years, the price of a motel is no longer under or at $100. And so if someone isn't able to stay with the Cancer Society, if someone is staying in a motel accommodation or a hotel accommodation, they're having to pay that extra amount. And that can add up over that, say, five, six or even seven weeks, worst case scenario, to thousands and thousands of dollars. There's also delays in that NTA system, so you might have to pay five or six weeks before you get any kind of reimbursement. So there could be families who have had to step away from their roles, their jobs, their whānau, their life, 
to go away to another environment, maybe in Christchurch or Dunedin or up north, and they may be five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars in debt before they get any kind of compensation. And just to remind you again, they also don't necessarily have an income. So it's a really, really tough time. The system doesn't work. And while we want to make sure the whole country supports a cancer patient, we need to make sure there's a system that supports them too. It's not just about access to treatment, but affordability and equity of access. So what should happen with those um, expenses then, in your view? Uh, there's no doubt that um, the the amount that the NTA compensates for needs to go up. That, I mean, that's to me, it's a critical piece of work that any party um, could do overnight is either put a CPI mechanism in, but at the very least, um, put at least some sort of increase that we haven't had in the last seven years in, so that it isn't as debilitating to somebody or to someone's whanau. Um, treatment in New Zealand is meant to be free, and it's and it's far from it. So, Craig, I know there's probably lots of things on the election wish list when it comes to cancer treatment and health, but are you appealing to parties to address this and have a policy going into the election about those costs? Absolutely. The Cancer Society put out a manifesto and it has a variety of different mechanisms in there. But to me, one of the simplest levers right now for any party to make sure that the people of New Zealand have a fair and affordable access to treatment no matter where they live is making the NTA fairer. It's broken and we need to fix it. Craig, you mentioned someone from the North Island. Is that because they can't get treatment in the North Island? They're at the back of the queue? Uh, no, I can't speak on stuff. I think right. most likely it's because of the type of treatment they're getting down here. Um, every centre does something slightly differently. And when people are having to travel because of lack of specialists in their own area, I understand people do have mm-hmm. to travel normally, but when it's because of the situation down in Dunedin, what happens to other people in the queue and pressure on treatment? Yeah, it's that cascading effect. Um, Nobody wants to deny anybody in New Zealand the right of access to treatment. But the reality is when people move around the country and it puts pressure on different centres, whether it be Christchurch or Wellington, who are both supporting Otago Southland at the moment, what that does is it means it's a bit harder for someone in those regions to access treatment. It's not about moving pieces around a chessboard. It's recognising that the more pressure on it, the less ability there is to meet the needs of the local populations too. Really appreciate your time, Craig. Thank you for joining us. That's Craig Watson, who's from the Cancer Society there, helping people in Christchurch who are having to travel for cancer treatment, um, many of them because of shortages of specialists in their area.